This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey, movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing, Monica? I'm swell, but maybe not after this podcast. Yeah, are you ready to be depressed? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the comedy of the year. Nope. No, we're not. No. As always, our listeners can subscribe to us on iTunes and email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail at 336-793-2509. We'd love to hear from you. This is episode number 73 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie 12 Years a Slave. If you're new to Cinema Fix, basically this is the program on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we will release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers, so if you've seen the film and you'd appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. This week we're going to be talking about 12 Years a Slave. Monica, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what this movie is about? Sure thing. This film was directed by Steve McQueen and is based on a true story. It stars Chiwetel Ejiofor as Solomon Northup, a free black man living in New York in 1841 who was kidnapped and sold into slavery. He served under multiple white masters, including William Ford, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, and Edward Epps, played by Michael Fassbender. Here's a clip. This is a list of goods and sundries. You will take it to be filled and return immediately. Take your tag. Tell Bartholomew to add it to our debt. Yes, Master. Where are you from, Platt? I told you. Tell me again. Washington. Who were your master? Master name of Freeman. Was he a learned man? I suppose so. He learned you to read? A word, here or there. But I've no understanding of the written text. Don't trouble yourself with it. Same as the rest, Master bought you here to work, that's all. Any more, I'll earn you a hundred lashes. This is part one of our episode on 12 Years a Slave, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some general thoughts on the movie. I'm starting the clock now. Monica, 12 Years a Slave is getting a lot of buzz. A lot of critics saw it at festivals uh, a, a few months ago, and now it's finally out in theaters. People are saying that this could be a big Oscar winner. I don't want to talk about that. I don't that. want to talk about Screw that. Yeah, it's too soon. I haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. Regardless of how well it does in February at the Oscars, is this a good film? Do you think people should see it? I certainly think people should see it. I love McQueen's style. He says so much without dialogue, and he can give you a setting without a magical narrator coming in and explaining it all for you. He trusts his audience to see the movie for themselves without force-feeding it to them. Um, this is probably his most straight narrative film that he's done yet. Um, his previous film, Hunger and Shame, are a little more on the 
artsier side of things. Yes. To say the least. But I think his style still carries over to 12 Years a Slave. And it's not only a compelling story, the way that it's shot, the way that it's framed, the fra- the way that the story is told is quite masterful. I'm going to agree with you. I, I do think that this is the most accessible of Steve McQueen's films, which is weird to say because it's a movie about slavery and it's very brutal, very graphic. Uh, Steve McQueen, all of his movies are about suffering in one form or another, and he does not hold mm-hmm. back. So if you're squeamish, you might want to avoid this film. But it is a good movie, and it's a really, really beautiful, well-shot movie. I'm not going to debate whether or not it's a good film, Monica. In part two, I do think we should ask certain questions about whether or not it's a great film, Hmm. whether or not it is the defining film on the subject. I guess I'll save my comments forward or my answers for that until the part two. (laughs) Right. All I'll say about that now is that the main thing that excites me about this movie is that I'm, I'm hoping it will open the door for other filmmakers to look at slavery. And not just in the redemptive white savior way. Right. I'm hoping that it will open the door for, for other filmmakers to make different types of movies about the black experience uh, set in this time. And I'm, I'm excited that now it looks like between this and Django Unchained, that part of our nation's history is no longer quite as taboo to discuss and to make art about, or at least to make movies about, as it has been in the past. And I think there's also something to be said about, yeah, it's part of the taboo, but it's also the interest and the way, because we've, how many Civil War movies are out there? There's quite a few versus just the number of movies about slaves. Like, that narrative's kind of been erased because who is behind the camera? Who are writing the scripts? That sort of thing. Right. Here's what I'll say about this film, Monica. The performances are spectacular. Yes. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, I've loved this guy for a long time. He's been in a lot of movies people may have seen. Uh, he was the bad guy in Serenity. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're if you're Lead a geek like, like we are, then you will definitely recognize him. Uh, his performance is absolutely incredible in this movie. Uh, Michael Fassbender who's a uh, Steve McQueen regular. Mm-hmm. He's n- he's not the lead this time, but he does play Edwin Epps, who is the main slave master mm-hmm. that we see uh, in the movie. And he is absolutely ferocious. He is just really, really evil mm-hmm. guy in this movie. Um, definitely not the suffering person that we saw in Hunger and Shame. He's the one inflicting mm-hmm. the suffering in this film. And when it comes to just the depiction of, of slavery, I think that what this movie does really well is it really communicates how normal mm-hmm. this was. Yes. And that is the most terrifying thing. It was a system. It was a systemic thing that everybody was a part of and it was very very difficult to fight back against even if perhaps you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are. We'll talk about this more in part two. But there are characters in this movie that you feel like, if they had been born in a different time, they would have been good people. Mm. But because they were born in this time, they've been socialized into this system, and they are part of it, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. And they're bad people. They become. So. They might not want to be bad people, but they kind of are, just because this system has perverted them that way, and they've been 
socialized into believing these things. And so I think the film does do a really good job of just communicating what, what a widespread systemic cultural institution mm-hmm. like slavery can do to people. Yeah. And uh, since we're on the subject of uh, systemic oppression, I kind of drew the parallels between like functional and conflict theory in sociology, because when you say you're a functional theorist, it means you can make little tweaks to the system to make it continue working. While a conflict theorist says, nah, get rid of it, you know, overthrow, revolution, that sort of thing. Uh, So when we have William Ford and Edwin Ipps, they're both playing part of the same system, like you were saying, that maybe in another time, William Ford's character might have been a good guy, but unfortunately, he's still part of the system, and he's kind of like that functional theorist. He's going to make little tweaks. He's going to be nice to his slaves, but it's not enough. It's not a revolution, and it doesn't solve any of the problems. You have to have abolitionists. You have to have someone like Brad Pitt's character who comes in and says, this is totally wrong. We need to get rid of this in order to make progress happen. Right. And I, I'm still, in many ways, it's been it's been a two weeks since I saw the film, but I'm still processing it and trying to figure out exactly how I feel about it. My main critique of the movie, I'm not even sure if it's a fair critique mm-hmm. to aim at this film, and we'll, we'll discuss that more in part two. Maybe I'm being unfair, but I, I do think the film is a little bit distancing for certain audiences, and I'm not sure... Of course. <laughs> I'm not sure it fully communicates the legacy that slavery still has today and how this time period, how events in this time period affects life now. I don't think it was supposed to. That's certainly something to consider. I I really do think that it's here to tell a story and to explain the situation of that time. I don't think we're supposed to walk away with the implications of the Reconstruction and that sort of, and the Jim Crow laws that followed and all that kind of stuff and how it still impacts us to this day. Well, I'm, I'm not even sure they would have had to make that a big part of the film. There is one character that shows up late in the movie mm-hmm. who is kind of the voice of modern audiences mm-hmm. and, and modern values. Mm-hmm. And he says a lot of really great things that people in the audience will agree with. But even that character, I'm not sure, fully elaborates on or understands the lasting effects that slavery is going to have. And even if it was just a quick mention, one or two lines that could have related it to the plight of African Americans today, I think I would have liked the film a lot That's more. almost too future looking. That's, you know, who's, Perhaps. Who, who would like naturally just come on stage and say that? Like, what character would you put that in the mouth of? Well, there there is a character later. Yeah, I, I kind of mentioned him before. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that more in part two. And again, I'm not. Maybe that's not a fair criticism to. Yeah, I film. think that's like that's too high of a standard. Like, and and then we're that's again force feeding the audience into hey, and now let's take it to what's happening now. No, you should be able to extrapolate that for yourself. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not sure audiences will come away from this film extrapolating that. And I think it may be easy for large segments of the population to just kind of watch this movie and be affected by it. But then at the end of the day, just say, wow, slavery was terrible. I'm glad we don't have that now. And that's the end of discussion. And that, to me, is what I'm kind of wrestling with now, trying to figure out, well, is this really a great film or is it just... A good film. I also don't think it's the role of every film to come out with a moralizing 
tale. That's true. If this is like telling his story and then having to put on like and what we see it now and having to relate it to the future then kind of like changes the ending of his story. A little bit. A little bit. I would think so. Especially as you're kind of forcing that, like, hindsight is twenty twenty sort of deal. So so it, perhaps it's not fair, but just because so much of the conversation about this film is about, oh my god, it's about slavery. Mm-hmm. Is this the great American film about slavery? I hate those conversations, and I'll tell you why in part two. Okay. When we talk about, is this a great film? I'll throw a book at you. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out, okay, what would the great American film about slavery look like? Mm-hmm. And if is this it? And I'm not sure. I will say that it, it's a very, very good film, and I would highly recommend that everyone go check it out. You know, just in case it happens to be the great American movie about slavery. Well, and, and also, regardless of whether or not it's the great American film about slavery, uh, if can we call it an American film? Steve McQueen's not American. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it takes an outsider's perspective. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, I do think that people should see it, and there are segments of the population that need to see this movie. Yeah, and they probably won't. <laughs> I do think that there are s- certain groups in the population that, or maybe even for, for most people, that, that it's easy to view slavery as just this abstract thing that happened. And this movie really does make you feel how awful it was and how incredibly evil this system that, that was in place, how, how evil it really was. So that, I think, is, is a good thing. I did hear a lot of complaints about Edwin Epps' character, that he was unrealistic and that sort of thing. But I think he was the counterbalance to William Ford's, like, good slave owner, where you saw that, yes, because this is a system, you can have evil people operate in this and still be totally fine by the rules. Too many people saw him as cartoonish, and I saw him as McQueen's um, explanation of why the system is bad because it can be abused so terribly well i honestly his character is not that evil if you hold to the essential truth that he holds on to and that he constantly repeats he throughout the film yeah which is something we'll, we'll explore that in, in more in part two but there's a certain word that he uses constantly mm-hmm. and it, it's it's what the entire system of slavery was founded on yeah and if you buy into that then honestly what he does is completely justified in that worldview. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then we look back on it and we're like, oh, well, that was really, really terrible. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that more in part two. We're, we're going to have a special guest coming on. Uh, anything else you want to say about 12 Years a Slave? I'm good. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for part one of our episode on 12 Years a Slave here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune into part two for a much more in-depth look at the film. And don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. That's the most opposite movie for <laughs> 12 years to slave well i don't know isn't that isn't hunger games catching fire kind of about like a revolution um, and people being oppressed by their systems and the people in power yeah i guess i don't know we'll find out i haven't seen it yet we'll find out uh we'd love to get your feedback on the show you can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com uh, you can also call and leave us a voicemail 
at 336-793-2509. You can subscribe to the show through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So if you like this episode, please write us a review. That really helps us get the word out about the program. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place, The Nerdy Projectors, and our two new TV-themed podcasts, uh, The Briefing Room, which is all about Season 3 of Homeland, and The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast, which is all about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter and Tumblr at mcastymovies, that's M-C-A-S-T-I movies, and they can also find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com. You can find some of my writing at moviemezzanine.com and patheos.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message, let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week in Pound Cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!